This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Carol Tidler served on the Friends of Cortez Island board during the Society's formative years. I was not one of the founding members. I joined when the organization was in progress. I left Cortez 10 years ago, and so for me, it was the late 1990s into the 2000s. But I think I joined at a really great time because there was a wonderful group of people there. They had these great projects that were really interesting and I felt were really great for the island. Ralph Nursel, who is no longer with us, sad to say, was the president of the board. He brought all of his skills from being a marine biologist and a professor. He put together contracts to work with people because sums of money would be donated for something like forestry, large sums of money, and we needed to make sure that was all accountable and so forth. Our office person was Kathy Smale. She was really wonderful about devoting a lot of time to setting up the actual organization. We were doing it out of people's homes and hauling boxes of data back and forth. Then Hubert Havilar built an office space and it was moved to downtown Manson's Landing. That put us right there in the public eye. People began to really want to see what we were up to. We began to put together a library with a lot of help from Marnie's books. We purchased a lot of really great books through her that she knew about. And so we made it a lending library on the subjects of sustainability, the environment, gardening books, orchard books, pruning books, beekeeping books, anything that we felt was really relevant to Cortez. Also books about putting together an organization, how to run a board, a lot of really helpful manuals and handbooks on various subjects, some textbooks like on marine biology. Ralph had books that when he was at the University of Alberta that had been produced then that were still relevant to the coast here. Those kind of books were really interesting to people too. Mushroom books, botany, zoology books that were about the West Coast. It was really fun. Once we had a home base there and people were coming in and out to, to ask about information on different subjects. And Kathy was always there working away at her computer. She was a great person with the members of the island and the public. When I started on the board, one really great project was Dolores Broughton and her watershed Sentinel. So she had in previous years come to the board and they had supported her newspaper. And it's still going to this day. She was a real treasure. And so people very much on that board had supported getting that paper up and going. Then for family reasons, she had to move to Comoc, but she still carried on with that paper. And people who were on the board at that time, some of them remained on the board of that paper. For example, Norberto Rodriguez lived on Cortez and was very fundamental in starting the old schoolhouse art center. He remained on that board with Dolores for a long time and continued to really support that paper. Norberto has moved to Penticton and is still very strongly involved with the arts in that community. He still, of course, checks in on Cortez all the time to see what's happening. Sabina Liedermintz started Cortez Island's foreshore monitoring program in 1995. That was the one probably closest to my heart because I really loved that project. She had a team of volunteers, about a dozen people, who worked with her every summer 
we did the foreshore monitoring and I did that for 12 or more years. We had 12 sites on the island and at the lowest tides of the summer, we would go and do a very rigorous scientific data inventory of what was there. We surveyed in those sites so that we were sure we were in exactly the same spot every year. To this day, I never look at a beach in the same way as I did before doing all that monitoring, because now I'm very aware of where the seaweed lines are and all of the things that are growing there or not. As we know, things are changing very rapidly out there in the environment right now. I spent some time this past summer on the West Coast, and it's shocking. 90% of the starfish are gone because of starfish wasting disease. The gooseneck barnacles were all suffocating. It's really relevant to have a baseline of what was there. I'm not sure where the data is stored. Probably a lot of it is still with Sabina. We did try to digitize some of that, but I think that storage of information is going to be very pertinent in the future. You can tell I'm excited about that project still. I particularly remember the trail maintenance projects. A lot of the little foreshore places that had beach access didn't have a pathway open to them or steps down to the beach. So we took on that project and with whatever funding was available, we would clear that path, put in stone steps down to the beach. And then other parks, it was just a matter of going in, looking at the inventory there, what was growing there, and making sure that they stayed. I have to remember the names of the parks now. I'll recite a bunch of Hanks Beach, Hayes, Moon, Seascape, Siskin Forest Walk, and Wales Rest Park. I don't remember one called Wales Rest Park, but that might be a newer one. In all of the others, we did trail maintenance. There were changes to those parks. For example, down at Manson's Lagoon, there used to be a store there. That building was moved uptown and became the museum. There used to be campsites there throughout the park, and all of that changed. We started taking actual trail identification walks through there, and people could come down to Manson's Lagoon with people like Sabina who could talk to them about what was in the park. We offered support for various projects there through funding. And FUNFOCI was a really important funding agency at those times because all kinds of money from various sources could come to our office. And they knew that with Kathy and Ralph and other people, there was a really good secured setup for distributing those funds. We had regular accounting done from a professional accountant. People could really trust offering funding to it for things that were important to them as long as it met our mandate. People came to us with their concerns and their projects. We would see that there was funding available to rent the buildings where the meetings could be held. We could bring in speakers from off-island who were experts. We had field trips too, especially with Sabina. We went over to the Banfield Marine Biology Station, spent a week there and lived in the dorms. Kathy Smale, Laura Ellingson, and I went to a seminar about marine biology of the freshwater streams and creeks in Comox. That was really interesting. Sometimes we would all have a chance to go. One time we went to a conference on Pender Island about freshwater. A professor from the University of Victoria was there and told us about all the kind of testing he and his students had done on freshwater. One of the last events was a whole weekend event, I remember. 
was at Clahoose. Their beautiful building was almost brand new at that time. They gave us the building for the weekend. Sabina invited the conservation officers and a woman who had been doing this bear inventory. She knew a lot about wolves and could talk about wildlife corridors through areas where wildlife had to travel around. Probably one of the most exciting speakers that weekend was an indigenous woman from a wolf clan. And she just enchanted with her stories. They told us they're not wolf packs, they're wolf families. There was a man who has passed away, sadly, but he took wonderful pictures of wolves on the island. They are magnificent animals when you see them. There were people who came with their concerns, worried about livestock and pets. So we had a lot of discussions about what you can do to protect, be sure your livestock is secured and and about your pets too. It was ways so that people could live with these beautiful animals. I had sheep on my farm then at that time and the wolves would come through, but I had really good fencing. The sheep would look at the wolves, the wolves would go through completely indifferent to everything because they would not go over those fences. We published a book on green building specific to Cortez so that people could come and get information if they're building a new home or renovating or doing outbuildings. Very popular and may have sold out by now. But it was very relevant to what people were doing at the time on the island and they really did appreciate it. There was a lot of interest in putting covenants on pieces of property too, which Sabina was very involved with. I'm sure she still does covenant monitoring. Siskin Lane would be one of those covenanted properties and the forest lands around Hollyhock. There are definitely some private large acreage properties, but I think those have changed hands since I've been there. Galean Douglas's old homestead would be one. I'm pretty sure covenants were placed there and some other large pieces of waterfront properties. Carol Titler left Cortez Island around 2012 and currently lives in Qualicum Beach, but foci continue to grow. Her memories of the Cortez Island streamkeepers are sparse, which is understandable. While there were local volunteers monitoring the streams during her time in office, they didn't ask to come under foci's umbrella until 2013. Foci's stream stewardship program was launched the following year. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.